Well, welcome to episode one of the Everyday Gospel Podcast, where we talk about equipping you with the gospel for everyday life. Today, we're talking about why the local church matters. So let's jump right into it. So here we go. Episode one, the inaugural episode. My name is Billy, and I'm the worship pastor of Grace City. And my name is Randall, and I am the lead pastor of Grace City. And yeah, we are excited about this podcast because we want you to be equipped with the gospel for everyday life. And so we're tackling this, uh, a series of questions that you're going to have uh, just that apply to your life. It may be things that you've heard people say, um, and does that line up with God's word? Does that line up with being uh, a Christian and, and walking um, in the ways of Jesus. And so that's really what we're going after with this podcast. And we want this to be a, a help to you. Yeah. We want you to be able to be a part of this podcast and uh, submit your questions. So you can do that by sending an email to questions at gracecitysd.com. And we'll uh, hopefully answer some of those questions here on the podcast. Uh, but today we are talking specifically about why the local church matters. And we feel like this will probably be uh, part one of a series of podcasts about uh, the local church, because we know you're going to have some questions that are going to be maybe even more specific um, to your situation or um, yeah, maybe you have a totally different question that we're not even thinking of. Um, we want to hear from you, um, but we're going to start this thing off and just ask, I think one of the most common questions in today's culture uh so let's say I'm a Christian, I love Jesus, I've responded to the gospel, um, I've got my own Bible. It's a good Why, thing. Yeah, it's a great thing. Why can't I do Christianity on my own? Or why can't I keep it just private, just me? Why can't I do church on my own? Just you and Jesus, solo time alone. That we're talking about. That's what we're talking about. Why Why? Why is that a bad thing? No. First off, it's not it's not a bad thing to spend time with Jesus alone, to read your Bible, to pray, to journal, to do any of those things. Um, but when it comes to our Christian walk, um, one of the things we need to understand is that we can't do this alone. Um, you know, we've taken this idea of independence and we brought it into Christianity, and we say, okay, I, I can I can do this. I, I can I can be strong enough. And I'm going to be like Jesus. Um, and I don't have to let anybody in on that. Uh, but that's, that's uh, like one friend told me, he says, you know, in, independence is not a Christian value. Interdependence is. And so having this mindset of uh, wanting to spend solo time with Jesus, um, that's great. Um, we encourage you, you should do that. But that is not church. That's not um, being a part of the family of God that God has bought you into. And so, um, you know, I, I think of uh, Martin Luther, who is one of the great reformers, um, talks about, you know, that, that Jesus, he died for our sins, he saved us, yet he saved us into a family. He saved us into a body of believers. And, um, and so when we reject that, uh, we're basically looking at God and saying, I know better. Because if we didn't need the church, then he wouldn't have created it. Yet he looks at us and says, no, you need community. You need other brothers and sisters. They're going to push you in your faith. And, um, and as we look at God, 
Um, God is a community, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And so if we are made in God's image, then we were created for community. We are created for um, really what he's made, the local church, um, and being a part of brothers and sisters in Christ, uh, living life together and encouraging one another. Um, But being on the porch, sitting there, reading our Bibles, um, drinking our cup of coffee, and journaling is not a replacement for um, saying, I, I, don't, I don't need any brothers and sisters in my life to, to help keep me accountable and keep pushing me in my faith. So on that topic of, you know, just that individualistic type of Christianity, um, Billy, you're 24 years old. Um, there's a whole generation of millennials that are growing up right now um, saying, I don't really need the church or I don't need to be a part of, um, you know, a body of believers. So how, how has the culture impacted this generation? Man, this is huge because you can listen, you're probably listening to this podcast on your phone right now. Um, which is a great thing. And you can listen to uh, better worship music and we can play on a Sunday morning. You can listen to better preaching. No offense. Hey, easy now. <laughs> but you have all these things that are accessible and we're in this subscription culture where you can say, okay, I subscribe to Netflix. I subscribe to Amazon Prime. I subscribe to these things per month. And if I don't want to subscribe to that, I'll just cancel my subscription and I'm out. Um, and so our, we're basically training ourselves to not push through the hard times. And I think that's one of the things that uh, I know for me is a huge temptation is to say, when things get hard, I'm going to dip out because I can just have my podcast. But really, um, I've seen in my own life that I need older brothers and sisters to encourage me and to teach me. And I haven't gone through some of the life things that they've gone through. And I have a lot to learn. Um, I think as millennials, we can think, oh man, I've, I've, I've got this all together, or at least I can listen to a podcast or read a book about how to get better at it. I'll do it by myself. But really we need older brothers and sisters to encourage us. And we need to be encouraging one another. Um, this is what we see all through scripture. We see all these one another's. We see uh, like Acts 2.42 says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. This is what the early Christians committed themselves to. And we haven't, we haven't graduated from that as millennials. We're not this new generation that's going to just redo church, redo all these years of church history and kind of do our own thing. We're going to, we're going to grow um, and find more ways to share the gospel with people. Um, but we're not going to, I don't, we don't need to get past uh, being together in a local church. I mean, what do you say to people who say, say, well, times are changing, technology is taking over. And so there's not going to be any uh, local churches in the future because we're all going to be online. I, I mean, what, what do you say to that? Yeah, I think there's there's some there's some truth in that statement because I think back to even this Christmas, 
so Mary and I are here on the West Coast, but most of our family's back on the East Coast, and we were able to FaceTime with our families on Christmas and Christmas Eve. Uh, that is something that 10 years ago would not have been possible. Um, That's pretty cool. But uh, yeah, it's awesome that I get to I get to be face-to-face with these people. But actually, if I really want to have a deep relationship with those people, I'm going to need to live near them, be around them, be in each other's homes, um, be actually face-to-face with those people. So as far as technology goes, we're not going to be able to get past the need for human relationships, one-on-one, next to people, living life together, relationships. Yeah, I don't think there's any, uh, even as even, far as uh, technology develops with artificial intelligence and all that kind of stuff and virtual reality, I think we're still going to need to be in relationship with people and we don't need to use that technology as an excuse. And I've seen that more. I, the more I talk with younger people, uh, they're they're big thing is like, man, I need friendships. I need relationships with people that care. And, um, and so I think that's, that's the thing that as we see technology continue to move forward, we see this generation advance in, um, in a lot of areas, it, we're not going to get past the basic needs of being with people, loving people, being encouraged and just pushing one another in our faith, um, as believers. Yeah, there there is just something different about sitting down with somebody and being in person. Even even with talking about Sundays and talking about our when we sing with one another, there is something that you cannot get from just listening to. Even if you had the best surround sound speakers, um, just hearing people sing and remind each other about the goodness of God. Um, there's really nothing like being there on a Sunday morning in a high school auditorium and seeing people that you're in relationship with um, and singing with those people, uh, praying with those people, living life with those people that you're just, you're not going to get it online. Um, Yeah. True that. True that. All right. So we got another angle to the, the, the discussion. Yeah. And this is a, this is a pretty legit question um, that I've heard a lot as well is what if I've had, uh, a bad experience with the church? What if I've had a bad experience with uh, being in a local church? Uh, wouldn't it be better for me to just do uh, some online church or something like that? Yeah, that's a that's a legit question. And, and I think there are people out there right now that um, you have had bad experiences with church, whether it be you're walking in and somebody is just not that friendly um, when you're talking with them or um, there are leaders who have made bad decisions that have hurt people around them. Um, there, there are a number of reasons that you might say, okay, um, this is why I don't want to commit. This is why I don't want to be a part of a, a church family. And I just want to say that um, first, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you've been through something that has hurt you uh, deeply in a way where you don't want to um, join a local church body. Um, but the other end of that is um, where we learn forgiveness is with other people. Where we learn the things that Jesus talks about, like love, 
is with other people. And it's not going to be with people that we completely say, oh, yes, I agree with everything about this person and they're the perfect personality person that I want to be around all the time. No, that's 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 not real. That's not realistic. Um, and so with the church, what you're going to find is um, there, there, there's going to be a, a group of people that um, they might have been hurt too, and you can identify with them, and you can be able to speak into their life, and they can speak into your life. Uh, there's going to be a, a place where you're going to find um, that people are going to love you through some really difficult times or some, some moments that um, you wouldn't have had if you were trying to do this on your own. Um, and so we really want to push you towards um, finding resolution, healing from some of those past experiences and know that that's not God's intention for you um, to stay in a place where you say, okay, I've given up on the church because what we see is there's a big C church. It's Jesus's church and Jesus deeply loves his bride. He loves the church. And, um, and not all churches are going to be like the one where you say that place hurt me. It was, it was a terrible experience. Um, because within the body of Christ, there are, um, places where, um, there it's, it's legit. It's, it's the body of Christ and they're not going to be perfect. They're not going to have it all together, but they truly are pursuing Jesus. They love Christ and, um, they'll love you and they'll love all the things that you bring to their church and that particular body of believers. Um, so I, I just want to encourage you, if you're in that spot where you say, man, I've been hurt, I don't know what to do with it, um, and, and so I've given up on church, I would say, um, keep your head up, keep going, look for a local church body that is teaching the Bible, that is living out the gospel, um, because they're out there. They're out there. And um, and so to go along with that, as we kind of wrap up with this uh, section, Billy, what do you look for in a church body when you're when you're saying, okay, I'm 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 in a place where I want to to dive in, I want to to jump into a church. What are some of the traits, qualities um, of a healthy church that you should jump into? Yeah, I think the first thing is not to get into a. Uh, we got to. When I was thinking about this question, I was like immediately going to okay, you're going to look for. Uh, what they're teaching, all this stuff. But really, you need to start with not going into a church with a consumeristic mindset because then you're just going to rank and say, okay, I like the music at this one or I like the preaching really a lot at this one. Um, You really need to go in and say, I want to be here to serve and to be obedient to Jesus uh, and to be a member of a church so that uh, I can use the gifts God has given me to encourage others and to be encouraged uh, and to be reminded of the truth of the gospel. Um, so go in with that mindset, but then also make sure that they're teaching the gospel. Um, I think that's a, that's a crucial thing. Look at, uh, just look at the relationships that you see um, in the church. Are they, sacrificially loving one another. That's, that's the example. Like you said it this past Sunday uh, in your sermon that uh, one of the, the marks of a true Christian is that 
we love one another. So you want to look for that um, just in a local church. What are what are some of the things you think? Um, you know, beyond we we got to get beyond like Billy says the the consumeristic mindset. So we say, okay, do they have the kind of coffee I want? Do they have like those are nice things, and I think that's a that's a hospitality thing, a sign of, that the church cares that you're there. Um, but yeah, I think being able to say, okay, is this this is place somewhere where I'm going to be able to be challenged by the truth of the gospel, the truth of Jesus. Is this a God honoring church? Are they humble? Is it a humble group of people that are that are here that are pursuing Christ? And really, what's the motivation? Is it an insider type of mindset where it's all about us as a church? Is it a brand? Or is it about the kingdom of God? Is it outward focused? Uh, are they making a difference in the community? You know, one of the questions I've heard before, and I think it's a good thing to think about is, if that church wasn't there anymore, would the community notice? Would people notice if that church just disappeared tomorrow? Um, and really, I think that's a sign of, how well that church has loved the people that are part of that church body, but also how well they've loved the community that they're in. Um, you know, and so for us, we, it, it would be those things. And then also, um, you know, just thinking about if you've got a family or if you're in a relationship, um, you know, is this a place where we can grow together um, in, in the gospel, in Christ? Are my kids going to be challenged or is this, um, just a place where it's like, hey, we're just going to have a lot of fun. Um, or is it like they're going to be challenged just like the adults that are in the main auditorium um, or wherever it is that they gather? Um, are my kids being challenged and are they growing in Jesus? Um, I, I think that's a, that's a big thing. So it's across the board. Do they take the Bible seriously? Do they take Jesus seriously? And um, is this a, a Bible-believing Jesus loving, um, one another type of church that, that I'm jumping into there. Yeah. I think it's huge. All those are really good things. Um, so we want you to ask, we know that your, your mind's probably going places thinking about questions that you have about the local church. Um, so we want you to send those questions to us at questions at gracecitysd.com and we'll try and answer some more on, uh, the second episode, probably, I'm guessing the second episode will be a little bit longer than this one. Um, but we want you uh, to get a little bit of an opportunity to know us a little bit better. Um, so we're just going to share what's one thing you're listening to, what's one thing you're reading, and one thing you're watching right now. So what's one thing you're listening to? It can be, uh, can be music, podcasts, bird sounds. Everybody loves bird sounds. <laughs> um, you know, I've been listening to... Uh, it's on Spotify. It's just called Just Focus. Um, and so I've been trying to start my mornings with, with some music. I got my uh, little Bluetooth speaker and when we wake up in the morning, it just kind of gets me awake, you know, and, and going in the morning. And, and, and so uh, that's something I've been, I've been listening to. Um, and yeah, it, it just wakes me up. Just gets you fired up. Just gets me fired, but it, but it's not, it's not like that fired up, pumped up kind of music. It's just it's piano not, music, but it, it it'll get you focused, man. It's classic, classic, classics. Yeah. So so, what are you listening to right now, Billy? 
Man, I've I, uh, listened to the Paramore's latest album, After Laughter. It's been a, After Laughter. Yep, After Laughter. What was before Laughter? I don't even know. But it's been pretty good. All right. Uh, there's a lot of, yeah, it's just really good. Great album to run to. Lots of uh, up-tempo sounding songs with some more serious lyrical content. Okay. Uh, so. so so they're still, they're, they're Christians? I, th- I think they are. Okay. I think, I think they're part of a church in Nashville. He, uh, I know the, All right. I think it's the drummer from the band wrote uh, This Is Amazing Grace. I like that song. So it's pretty neat. All right, cool. Next up, we've got, what are you, what are you reading? What's one thing that you've read lately? So I'll start off with this one. Uh, there's this little orange book that uh, have been, it's been really helpful to both Randall and I. Uh, it's called Why Bother with Church it's good by stuff. Sam Alberry. Yeah. It is this little, how many pages is it? 95 pages. Uh, and he really answers a lot of the questions that you might have uh, in book form just about um, what's the local church? Why should I bother with church? Uh, what are baptism, communion for? A lot of little uh, just helpful things in this short book that you could read. And I think it's afternoon. got like why you've, like what do you do if you've been hurt by church too, right? And somewhere in there. Yeah, how do I be a, a good... Lot of que- a lot of questions. How do I be a good church member? Um, can I view small groups as my church? There's just a lot of helpful things in here. That's good stuff. So what's one thing you've been reading? Well, um, one thing recently that I've been I've been reading, you know, in in this year, this is my this is my thing. I'm I'm going to be going through the Book of Proverbs, and so I've been reading. Um, you're going to laugh, but I can't get away from Tim Keller. The guy is amazing. All right, and so I'm reading through Timothy Keller's uh, devotional on Proverbs, and and really, I want to this next year grow in wisdom. I want to be wiser. And so just reading some of the wisdom literature, um, you know, going through that personally, but then also um, studying it uh, devotionally, I'm excited about it. It's been good. Is it really a Grace City podcast or Grace City recording or sermon if Randall doesn't talk about Tim Keller? I I just can't get away from it. it. It's just, he's just so good. Someday I'm going to make a super cut of all the times that Randall said, I love this quote from Timothy Keller. Do it. It's going to be great. <laughs> I think, you know what? I read a blog this morning of a guy who uh, said that he, he said he usually studies people. Okay. It's, he studies people, uh, different people in the faith. And he said he just recently met Timothy Keller and he said he was blown away that Timothy Keller is on another wavelength wow. and that he is going to be studying all that Timothy Keller's written for the past or for the next year or two years. That, that's this guy's goal. So wow. I'm speaking from somebody who's already walked that path <laughs> and it is worth it. That's a good suggestion. It is worth it, man. All right. What's, uh, what's one thing that you're watching? It's going to be TV movie man i haven't watched too much tv recently but 
Um, one of the things that I, I watched over the holidays was um, was a movie, Silence, and it it rocked me. It was a really great movie, um, talking about missionaries to Japan. Um, you know, and you think you, you've been through a lot as a Christian. You've gone through persecution. You've gone through suffering. But man, I the the quote that's in there, I can't remember who said it, um, but it's the the blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church, and and you see that all throughout the movie, and and really as you study church history, there there are brothers and sisters who have sacrificed their life. They they weren't arguing about whether they should be a part of the church or not, right? Like they didn't have that that luxury of. Uh, I'm just going to be sitting on my porch reading my Bible. But um, they said, man, we are going to live this out. We're going to meet in secret. And so this is happening right now in places um, all over the world where they're not allowed to meet and share their faith. Um, And so I thought it was very challenging to me about what do you do when you're seeing suffering, you're personally suffering for being a Christian. And then uh, on top of that, you feel like, okay, God, are you, do you hear me? Do you hear my prayers? Are you there? So that, that it's a little deep, but that that for me is something that's just hit me, and I'm still thinking about it um, today. That's cool. So well, Billy, what what are you what are you watching right now, man? I'm gonna shift gears a little bit. <laughs> Mine's a little a little bit more lighthearted. Oh, uh, man. okay, so, okay. <laughs> so Mary and I, my wife, we we go through we kind of alternate uh, between Parks and Rec and The Office. She's much more of a Parks and Rec fan. I'm um, uh, more of an office fan, still like Parks and Rec, but we started The Office again. Um, so we're already through season one. Um, season one already. Okay, that's so much awkwardness in, oh, and really anything Michael Scott says, but just, <laughs> yeah, that's... Yeah, there's some gems there in that first season. Yeah, I love the basketball, the basketball, basketball that, that's game. That's so funny. It's, it's, it's really good stuff. Um, that, did you see that YouTube video of the... The girl who is dressed up like Dwight doing no, You told me about this and I still have yet to watch it. So you haven't watched watch this it. yet. You should you should watch this and it <laughs> girls doing some crazy dance moves and getting hyped to the song, the intro song for Office. The All Office. Right. All right. I gotta check it out. You gotta check this out. It will it'll make your day. <laughs> it really will. That's awesome. Well, we wanna thank you for listening this far if you made it this far uh it's the first one it's the first one the inaugural episode of the grace city everyday gospel podcast um so we want to thank you for listening um please send us your questions to questions at gracecitysd.com um we'll hopefully answer those in the next podcast Uh, but thanks for listening as we say every week grace city you're sent